What is up, Fight Fam? From the ever beautiful City of Angels, this is Cage Free Chicks, a combat sports centered podcast by women, about women, for everyone, where we take a look into the world of combat sports through the female lens and discuss how martial arts have helped shape some of the toughest women on the planet. As always, we are your favorite Cage Free Chicks, Nadia and Michelle. For episode 25, we had the most incredible honor of sitting down with Jessica Penne. In the scope of the development of women's MMA and laying down the foundation that has helped the sport achieve its current heights, Jessica is one of the sport's unsung heroes. Having been a professional fighter for over a decade, in our humble and honest opinion, Jessica does not get nearly enough the recognition her career so rightfully deserves. From her dominant performances in local SoCal shows in the nascence of her path, to being the first woman to enter a Bellator cage and win, a whole three years before women were allowed into the UFC, as well as being Invicta FC's first Adam Weight champion, to being one of the 16 women cast in season 20 of The Ultimate Fighter, all competing for the inaugural UFC strawweight belt. On top of celebrating Jessica as a wonderful emissary of the sport, we also want to celebrate how beautifully outspoken she has been in regards to mental health. Jessica's honesty is incredibly inspiring and so necessary in this day and age. We are humbled to have shared a conversation with her for this podcast and hope that you all enjoy. Jessica, thank you so much for being with us here today. We're so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, you have, we were just telling you before we started, you've been like a long, I don't know what you, what you would even call it, like a long staple in our, um, in our friendship. As far as following women's MMA, because when we heard like the ladies were going to be on top, like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And then we sort of following it closely about exactly the ladies that are going to be on it. And then just. I think that was probably the only tough season we ever watched. I think from start to yeah, finish. Yeah, and together. And together, I don't know. yeah. And it helped grow our friendship. So thank you. Inadvertently, <laughs> you have been a part of like strengthening this friendship. Well, I mean, you're very welcome. <laughs> I know it was your plan all along. This it is was. exactly what you intended. So um, thank you for finally making um, making the appearance in our lives. <laughs> for um, for people who don't know you, I guess Which they is like must not follow they must MMA. Have lived under a rock or been in a coma for the last <laughs> billion years. No, but um, we have some okay. followers who are not necessarily. Um, like MMA fans, they just listen because they like women or, or what, what like women, whatever, who doesn't? Who doesn't uh, like women? <laughs> who doesn't? But, um, for, for those um, who maybe are unfamiliar with you, if you wouldn't mind just saying what you do um, and kind of where you are now. Um, I am a professional mixed martial artist. Um, I consider myself a veteran. I've, you know, been in the sport for over a decade, um, kind of old, but um, I was... Um, the first ever female fight in Bellator, um, in Los Angeles County sanctioned women's fight, um, first ever Invicta champion, Adam Wade champion. And I was on the ultimate fighter, um, season 20, where they showcased the straw weight, um, first ever women's, like all women crew. So it was pretty cool. So many firsts. Cool. It's pretty I, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like you are a pioneer. Hashtag first ever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, no one else can say that, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's, um, it's amazing to just like really sit back and, and look and really appreciate where mm -hmm. – where the sport has come and, and where I've, you know, where I've come from. And, um, I never really imagined that the women's, you know, side of the sport would be on such a huge platform. I mean, now we're in the UFC and we were never said to be in the UFC. There were, you know, so many, so many times that 
people just be like, you know, I just, I don't want to see women Mm -hmm. fight. Um, It's never going to happen. And now we have, you know, an all women's organization called Invicta, which um, I was part of an all women's organization called Fatal Femmes like Mm -hmm. years and years ago. And they, they tried to, but I think what was so special about Invicta is that um, they, they just really believed in us. It wasn't like a gimmick. It wasn't, it wasn't something that they were just trying to, Oh, look, this is cool. And, yeah. They just had a different vision for it. And, you know, hats off to Shannon Knapp. She just, she's Absolutely. really taken that organization and grown with it. And hats off to Dana White for finally you know, <laughs> giving us a chance <laughs> to show, you know, to show yeah. what we can do. So it's it's pretty amazing. I think that one TMZ video is a video that won't that he will take to the grave. Like, people are just going to keep reminding <laughs> Never women in the UFC. Luckily, he has very thick skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Of course. Very, but, very good point. Um, so... As you're saying, you are a veteran. You've been doing this. Um, you've been fighting. 13, 14 <clears throat> years now? 14. <laughs> um, I think I have 14 in November. Wow. Yes. wow. Um, how did you get started? And what was your initial, I guess, awareness to uh, or introduction into the sport when there wasn't very many women, I guess, to look up to? Honestly, um, it was just kind of like I look back and I, I think, you know, happen things happen the way they're supposed mm-hmm. to happen. And, you know, all of that kind of um, spiritual stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've always been into, um, into team sports Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I've always been, you know, fairly athletically inclined, like, you know, coordinated. I can, I can pick things up pretty quickly. General body awareness. Yes. That some don't have. A lot don't have. I used to, (laughs) I used to, you know, teach kids and classes and it's just, yeah, it's just something that, um, you're either born with or. Not kind of. I yeah. mean, it can be developed, but I, I'm sure Absolutely. having a predisposition to it helps. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has gotten me this far. <laughs> um, so I'd always been into into team sports mm-hmm. like soccer, softball, um, volleyball, and I wanted to wrestle when I was in high school. Hmm. And back in those days. Um, you know, almost two decades ago, uh, <laughs> um, it just. It, like women in wrestling really weren't a thing. Right. And um, they told me I could be a stat girl. And I never had that personality to like, you know, push my way mm-hmm. into where like I wasn't wanted. I, I read it very, yeah. you know, like, okay, they, they don't want me here. So I'll just, you know, I'll. Especially as a young person, it's kind of hard to like. Yeah. As a young girl, like you're trying to pursue something, someone, most people are like, mm, don't be doing that. That's yeah. something so hard too. I don't know. Yeah, I um, so I I wasn't on the wrestling team, but I ended up being a stack girl with um with my best friend from junior high, mm-hmm. and you know they let me do some workouts, and there was one girl who pushed her way onto the team, and they were not nice to her. Mm. I mean, they, they she was like made the test sure, dummy. Like yeah, that. they made sure to let her know that that they didn't want there, right. and then in competition, it was it was the same thing. So um, that that was that. And I ended up joining the swim team instead and I did very well. And I realized how much I loved that in like individual mm-hmm. competition aspect of it. Right. I loved being part of a team, but competing by myself. Right. Yeah. Depending on yourself. Yeah. And I really loved that. And there was, um, there were like years later when I was 23, it was just kind of a weird turn of events that, um, that led me to like an LA boxing gym. And that's oh. how I, I got into it. It was just for fitness. But I remember I was up in um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo mm-hmm. visiting my friend who I did stats with Kelly. Okay. Um, and my brother and I are a year and a half apart mm-hmm. and we all kind of had the same friends. So we're up there at this frat house and 
his friend pulls out these boxing gloves and I'm like, tell me about those. <laughs> what, what are those? Uh, and he's like, oh, here, put them on and I'll hold mitts. So I was like, okay. So I was just teaching me how to punch. And there's this, there's this drunk girl and she was being super, oh no, super drunk. Um, <laughs> As one, yeah. We had a very interesting experience we can tell you about offline yesterday involving the drunks. Oh, <laughs> drunk girls are so much fun. Um, and she saw me, you know, hitting meds and she's like, I can do that. Hey, look. and then it turned into this thing where we were getting uh, like, of course. Gloves and of, of course, you're in a you're frat house, house. Yeah. and there's drinking and there's gloves. So I of, mean, course, of course, and two girls, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> so I, again, I had never seen fighting at this point. I had mm -hmm. seen wrestling. I didn't know anything, but we put on the gloves and she came at me and I was like, you know what? I was like. <laughs> This seems pretty stupid. So I actually took her down. I like, like took her down and got on top of her and I started punching her. I was like, this seems like a way better idea. And they're like, no, that's not the rules. I was like, this is MMA, dude. <laughs> I was like, I had never seen Little MMA. Little did they know. But, <laughs> and then they separated us and we got up again and she did the same thing and I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's stupid. I don't want to get punched Punch in, in the face. face. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and she got super mad and her boyfriend finally got her. Did he try know, to fight her. you like to defend her honor? No, 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 no. <laughs> Didn't want to get taken defend, down. Defend her honor. No. <laughs> I think I was doing an okay job. Frat rules. <laughs> I love that. Um, but, you know, it, it quickly, you know, dispersed. And I went home and I saw on TV, like it was just a couple days later, I saw this Muay Thai fight mm -hmm. with um, Duke Rufus and I think McDonald. Um and McDonald completely annihilated this guy's leg. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do that to someone. I was like, that looks like so much fun. Um, and then in within that that fight that was on TV, there was an advertisement for an LA boxing, which happened to be just down the street from where I was living. I was going to Cal State Fullerton at the time. And we, we went to school in Orange, so we were very familiar with the area. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I used to live in uh, Old Town Orange. Yeah. 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 yeah we in went to Circle. Oh my God. Yes. I love that area. It's just amazing. It's so cute. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I found my way. I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? These aren't coincidences. Mm -hmm. This is, you know. It's happening it's so science. frequently. It's like, this is showing me something. Yeah. So I'm just going to go in. And I went in and I never left. Before you know it, I was doing, um, you know, classes all the time. And then one of the instructors, this guy, Jason Bress, um, he invited me to do, you know, some of the, the pro team training early in the morning. So I was like. It's getting legit. <laughs> okay. You know, getting that sounds serious. cool. And so it just progressed from there. And then he introduced me to an MMA gym. And I had still never seen like the UFC. I'd still never yeah, seen right. anything. Right. But it just, everything was presenting itself to me. So that's wow how it started. That's crazy. And then it took me an extra few years in college to graduate because I was just like scheduling everything. I had never been driven or motivated. I've always been good at sports, mm -hmm. but I never had that drive to, you know, really do thing. And I mean, I wasn't doing well in college at that time either. I was pretty much failing out of mm. junior college. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I started training and I found this drive, this inspiration, this motivation, um, it completely like went all across the board and everything I did. And that's yeah. like a very common theme in the conversations we have. Um, we met a woman named Valerie Worthington. She had a very similar situation where she was excelling in her job. And then, but when she would go to jujitsu, she was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is so much This better. is like life in color. And this is like life in black and white, which is kind of what it sounds like for you. It's like this all-consuming obsession sort of thing, which yeah. I think is good if you want to yeah. if you want to pursue fighting. So I think that is kind of a, a common thing between 
you know, mm-hmm. people that compete, people that yeah, are, you know, in the combat sports, you, it's that kind of, it's that very specific kind of drive. Mm-hmm. I think you have, you absolutely have to want to, I mean, we talk about it all the time, like what makes us such, um, avid fight fans, but yeah. not, uh, so eager to actually, to, like, fight actually ourselves. step into the ring or like, you know, because it isn't for everyone and you have to be a very, very specific person to want to actively do that. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> as much, as much, and it's like as much as we love the sport and love watching it and love all you amazing people that do it. It's, at the end of the day, it's like, we, we don't have that one little ounce of just mm. like determination. Like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And it seems like with everyone, <laughs> there was like a, a moment. There's like a, it's like when a light switch goes on, you're like, oh, I need to do this. You know, so that's so cool to hear. So you graduate, um, you're done with college and then do you start pursuing MMA full time after that? Uh, well, it did. Yeah, I was, you know, working a few jobs, mm-hmm. going to school yeah. and, you know, trying to find. I mean, at that at that time, there just weren't that many opportunities. But I remember I was so unhappy in, in one of my jobs. I worked for um, Aramark, which is the food and beverage company mm-hmm. for Angel Stadium, mm-hmm. the pond. And I would work back and forth. I was a supervisor. I was just so miserable. And all I, you know. All I wanted to do was was train and, and everything like that. But um, another series of events, like I was I was fired from that job, and it was just so funny because I couldn't do it myself. Right. But you know, the even though it was making me so miserable and like, push me out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I was like, okay, I took that as a sign. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna listen to that because I couldn't do it for myself. Right. And I've noticed that this is a huge theme, like in my life with mm-hmm. with everything. I'll just stay in this discomfort, and I'll stay, and I'll stay, and then it'll finally get to the point where like, okay, you need to go in this direction. So we're just, even though we're going to make it really uncomfortable and really difficult, like this is good, better for you in the yeah, long run. Exactly. Yeah. And so, wow. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> how, how life does that. It just like, kind of like, that's amazing you. that you have this kind of instinct and awareness of like, that is what, like that is kind of like your pattern and that is what the universe or whatever, you know, old. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, I have to beat my head up against the wall. Like, you know, yeah, I feel for you. a while. I mean, and it happened like um, it happened when I was getting out of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, I started having these. Well, when I was in the Ultimate Fighter, I started um, experiencing like severe anxiety mm-hmm. and just like this overwhelm. And like I, I didn't want to be there, but it was such an amazing once in a opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. How could you ever pass it up? I mean, this is what I've yeah. been doing. Yeah, this totally. is why I've been doing it. This is you know, this is yeah. what I get to do. And afterwards, they. Um, the anxiety became so intense and so crazy that I couldn't even train without having like panic attacks, right. wow. without feeling the fatigue, but I didn't know what it was. And I'm, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. a f- stupid fighter. So I just kept like pushing through. I'm like, no, no this is like, that's not it. Like you're you determined, <laughs> you have this passion and then, well, that's very nice of you. Well, also, <laughs> like, well also like panic attacks. And we're, I think we we're talking about this recently, like panic attacks and like anxiety and stuff. It's such a hard thing. And I, to recognize and accept into, and to think into place, you know, sometimes yeah. you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I'm, I'm yeah. feeling this and way. People would just tell me, suck it up. You're being dramatic. And I'm like, like okay, yeah, I'm just, but I feel like I'm going to die. Well, I feel yeah. like there's a difference between sometimes some people. Yeah, sure. Can everyone can be dramatic in certain situations, but then like, if you are like day in and day out, you're experiencing yeah. like real physical discomfort. Yeah. Like that's well, not, and this has been something that I've experienced throughout 
you know, my whole life. Yeah. But I just, that was normal for me. Do you think mm-hmm. it was amplified so, by being in the house and having absolutely. all, everything, and no contact and, and it's, it's a, it's a completely it was, normal situation. It was definitely not for me and it brought everything so to the forefront, but yeah. because I've been dealing with this, you of know, course, yeah, but this is like an amplified, it's like, yeah, it was just, um, it, that was what, you know, sent me, sent me over the edge. And then I remember for the ultimate fighter finale, I barely trained. I couldn't even spar without, Wow. Kind of just having these episodes. And then um, <clears throat> I remember before I had a title fight, I was I was doing the same thing. And I was like, you know what? I tried to tell them. Mm-hmm. tried to tell my coach. I tried to tell the matchmaker. I was like, hey, like, I'm not right. Like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't right, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, we're in the sport to be the best and you don't turn down a title fight. Yeah. So I did it. And I ended up like manifesting in that fight. I started just becoming so overwhelmed, like my body shut down, among yeah. other things. Um, yeah, but like I, I don't know if you mind me saying this, but you you didn't you didn't look like yourself in that fight. No, honestly. I was I was fighting myself. Like yeah. I was having such a hard time. And again, I didn't know how to communicate. I was scared. I was embarrassed. I just felt like so much shame about the whole situation. Yeah. But you know, you move on. Yeah. Um. And it's crazy because, again, I took another fight and the same thing happened. And the same thing was happening in the gym. The same thing was happening in my life. And did you think that your life would just, as you were saying, maybe like kick you out of it and like it was a phase or something? Or did you? Well, it, I just, I didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. And then after that, it became very clear. I had another one of those like, okay, stop beating your head up against the wall kind of moments because the um, the UFC liaison between USADA um, and, and the UFC mm-hmm. Um, he had mentioned because we had, we had become vocal about it. Like, Hey, something's wrong and I need to maybe step away right. and see what's going on with me mm-hmm. or see how yeah. to fix this. And, um, so I went to a bunch of doctors and they're like, um, okay, so this is what's going on with you. And it might be wise to like, you know, step away, but I was like, no, I can do it within I'm, I'm fine. And then they were like, you know, you should probably go on temporary retirement. But I was so embarrassed about it. Right. We, because they have no discretion. They have no yeah. nothing. They'll just blast it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And then. It's not like uh, MMA fans are the yeah. nicest. And then I got suspended by USADA. So I was like, wow, that's a <laughs> great. That's another blessing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So because I didn't do it for myself because right. I was beating my head up against the right. wall. That just. And it had to be like an even more drastic kind of ejection this time. For yeah, you to really exactly. pay attention. Exactly. So I've, you know, I'm. I'm learning that everything is, but these things are all happening in my favor. Like I, during my, my long suspension, um, it was a really hard lesson to learn, but I ended up doing like a lot of like internal work and Mm -hmm. self work. And I'm just realizing that all of these things are, are not to break me. They're not happening, you know, because, you know, something's against me or anything like that. It's happening, you know, for my best interest. So. Was that one of the longer breaks that you took, um, like kind of away from fighting in your life since you started? Well, when I started there, again, there weren't that many opportunities. So I would go six months a year. Got it. It wasn't like uncommon. Yeah. yeah. Fights would fall through more commonly than, you know, they would go yeah. through. Right. There was just, um, there was just no organization. There wasn't a, a platform, like a consistent platform for us. And, yeah. and now there is. So now it's, it's hard. But in this time, like I've been able to work on myself, I've really like managed my anxiety, Mm -hmm. my my depression, all of this other stuff that that I've been struggling with. So it's, I definitely appreciate it, even though it was, it was hard and there were so many other 
you know, factors to it that yeah. just really pissed me off. But, you know, I can only control how I respond to it yeah. and what I do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, personally, I want to say thank you for, you know, you doing that exclusive with bjpen.com and talking about it and how you overcame it. Um, most of last year, I was also like Michelle contested. I was struggling a lot with kind of the same things. And then this year has been pretty great, but reading your, um, your article really reinforced that. I'm like, oh my God. Shit, Jessica Penny is just so <laughs> raw about it. And she's like, I'm, I don't know. I, I can't, I'm going to word bomb it. So I'm just going <laughs> to stop. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, that, that, was, that makes me like, that makes me feel good. That makes me get emotional because for such a long time, I was just so embarrassed and just so, you know, just so yeah, ashamed I, about it. And I didn't know like what to do with it. There's <laughs> always crying on the spot. <laughs> like, literally all the time. It's like, oh my God, it's so happy, happy, it's happy, it's happy. Yeah. And it's but. funny because I hadn't done an interview in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And again, I was, you know, protecting and, and embarrassed. And I had an opportunity to do um, an interview with someone who had a huge platform. And I'm going through this interview and I was like, you know, this just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So I discontinued the interview, which is something that I would never normally do. I would never like stand up for myself and just be yeah, like, right. hey, this this doesn't feel right. So I communicated that to him and he said, you know, he wasn't happy, but he parted ways. And then BJ Penn, you know, approached me and I just felt such a good vibe. And I I felt this trust, even though, you know, I don't I don't know him. So it was very yeah. much appreciated right. that he gave me that that platform to, to talk about. Yeah. And it was the first time that I openly talked about it. Um, so awesome. So, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And he did an amazing job. And, and now I realized that, you know, after that, I got a lot of, um, of good feedback, just people reaching out. I'm like, man, like we all need to communicate with each other. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that, you know, everybody like potentially struggles with or knows somebody that struggles with it. So it's just, um, like communication is just, yeah. it resonated with yeah. so many people. I mean, but, and we're speaking on, on behalf of a large number of, <laughs> of people, but but I remember reading it and texting Nadia at work and just being like, "Fuck, this like, is so real." And this, this and also like this is like really what I need to hear. And and it's so nice to not nice maybe I guess it's kind of horrible I guess, but I don't know. Uh, comforting to to know that you're not alone in these feelings. And and like yeah. we're saying, it's like sometimes hard to place or or hard to really um, communicate exactly what's going on. You're just feeling some kind of way, and you feel like you should be adhering to some sort of plan or, yeah. or, yeah. or some sort of, or behaving some way in, in the world, out in the world. And you just literally can't, no matter how hard you try. And so yeah. it's, it's nice to know that people are like, I feel you. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you just need to be in your house for the day. And sometimes you just need to not yeah. be around people. So, so yeah, thank you. We, we really appreciate it. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I can't imagine again, like how hard it is, you know, doing what you do and having to deal with that. Like, but you know, we're not, we're not fighters we work in entertainment. So Sometimes I'm like, I, I read yours and I'm like, you know what, perhaps I should reassess my priorities and just calm down a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. I think like sometimes like as a fan, people can watch fights on TV and they, it's easy to um, not dehumanize. That's not really the right word, but kind of forget that that's a, a, person, a person, you know, with a life and, with and like family going and, through yeah. things. And, and that's and that's the toughest thing. Um, that's something that I've really been trying to to work on for myself is just like the, the vulnerability because I really became this fighter all of the time where, you mm -hmm. know, I have a wall up, I'm mm -hmm. completely blocked up. I have to be strong. I can't show emotion. I can't show emotion because it's weakness and, and all of these different things. And I'm like, man, that's a really, that's a really hard way to be. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. All it's, day. it's exhausting. And so 
when I, you know, started to work on myself and really work on like letting down that wall, it has, it has been like, I feel so much lighter. Mm-hmm. like, it's you just, just be yourself. Yeah. Like, relax. Yeah. Well, for it. such a long time, I felt like I couldn't be myself. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I had to be this, this fighter. This Archetype of what people yeah. think that yeah. you should be. Exactly. And I had to develop such thick skin and put up such hard walls because people like we're not humans to them. We're just like people on social media and social media is just wicked. Like (laughs) we were, we were just talking literally right before you came about the Imanari role last night in Bellator. And I was reading all these comments online that people that are just like, ain't like, I mean, I'm talking like 50 comments deep on Instagram arguing about how that's so disrespectful and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? Stop. Like, no one <laughs> just stop yeah. just stop talking nobody asks because they're like okay, oh yeah. it was a yeah. cheap shot he, he was going to touch the gloves and the guy took him down it's like well you're not obligated it's the same to... thing with masvidal it's like you know what just stop just mind your own business okay yeah. just if you don't have anything nice Appreciate to say just what is in front of you just watch it and yeah and i mean if you don't like it you don't have to comment on it if you do like it you don't have to comment on it like you can just experience it yes and that's okay (laughs) exactly (laughs) you don't have to share your opinion all the time yeah yeah it's really hard i imagine nowadays (laughs) you know one one thing that i'm thankful for is that i have i have developed very thick skin Mm. because i've i've just become so solid within myself that either praise or or not (laughs) yeah it it doesn't it doesn't affect me for a long time like it did for a long time it was you know, my, my mood was dependent on if I got a nice comment or a mean comment. And I'm just like, man, that's exhausting. That's a really hard, that's really hard. Yeah. You can't read the comments. I'm sure like a a lot of people don't really realize the extent of that kind of exposure uh, that goes into, you know, being like a professional fighter and especially in, you know, the sport that we love, the women, you know, just coming out and showing what they can do and showing how powerful and amazing and skillful they are. And of course, everyone's got an opinion on that. And was like how do, um, were you guys closed off from like the whole social media interaction when you were on top, or did you see what people were saying and the feedback? Well, or? during I mean during the filming we were completely isolated, and then you know before we got out we met with you know the PR, the social mm-hmm. media, the the all of the people telling us like the do's and don'ts, you know kind yeah. of thing. Well, just you know doing their best to really yeah. prepare us for yeah. what we're getting into because we like yeah. really didn't. you're in like an island of solitude essentially for yeah. like months. And um, they just, they wanted to prepare us, but there is no, like, there's no, there's no preparing, there's no preparing yeah. like, whatsoever. There's I'm just, just imagining them having, like, a PowerPoint with, like, the memes. They're like, these are the memes of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people think about you. This is what people think about you. <laughs> and and they really encouraged us. They were like, listen, this is your opportunity to, to build your brand because you just, you're going to be on this, like, national, international level. Right. And this is your opportunity to... To really show who you are. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh my God. Um, That's so stressful. Yeah, it, it was. For me at the time, it was. I mean, it was a, a great learning experience. I did a lot of growth through it. But it was it was difficult because they really encouraged us to be so active on social media. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the, the Twitterverse is oh my God. like crazy. Yeah, it's a be- whole like, other thing. It is. It is unreal. <laughs> it's like a million miles a minute you're just like i can't keep up yeah exactly that's what i don't even i don't know what's it's happening. all shooting from the hip like that's what it yeah, is just opinions is, just yeah i'll like check on and i mean i follow i follow you know fighting stuff and i follow mostly like 
joke stuff mm. or animal stuff. would be like, oh, what a cute cat. Hey, bitch, you suck. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay, I need to see another kitty. <laughs> There's a, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what is that subreddit? Uh, I bleach. Where yeah. it's like, it's like, it's just like puppies and kittens. And so like, after you look at dark stuff, you go to I bleach and you like, Wash away all the darkness yeah. and you just see happiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they, need, they need to have like a Twitter version of that where it's like, you know what? Or maybe they can like filter it. So like you can look at, if you want to see like negative comments, you can see that. But if you only want to see positive comments, it's just like, great. I'm like, well, I try to only see positive stuff, but that stuff just, it just sneaks in there. Every Sometimes once it gets like, to the cracks. I'm like, yeah. ah, <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh Everyone has an opinion, huh? Uh, what kind of opinion do people, well, this is like a really terrible question to ask. I just feel like I have no way to segue into um, your podcast with Angela Hill and like how that all came about and like how, uh, how fun has it been for you? Like what the feedback has been like? Um, Cause you think it's very fun. Well, surprisingly, the feedback has been like really positive. Yeah. Really encouraging. Um, we, you know, we haven't done it in a while. I, I don't, we're considering reformatting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been fun. I mean, Angela and I are super close. We've, you know, yeah. we bonded on the last day of the Ultimate Fighter, um, over singing like Disney songs. <laughs> um, and it was it was great because they couldn't like air or record any of it. It was actually like our little sanctuary. So if you said anything that was copywritten, if you said, oh, I would be, if you did wow. anything, like they couldn't play it. So I mean, we had this awesome like girls' night powwow in one of you know in one of the rooms and. We were just having like so much fun, That's but they so couldn't funny. air any of it. You guys are like speaking in codes. <laughs> it's like instantly just only quoting movies. That's it. Yeah, it's it's super fun, and it we had talked about it for a really long time, um, and we never pulled the plug. It was just you know kind of an idea, and then um, we feel you. On yeah, that. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't know what it would look like or what it would be, but. It, it ended up being, like, a lot of fun and super successful. It's so funny. It uh, is so funny. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's just, I feel this sounds really creepy, and I do not mean this in, like, a creepy way at all. <laughs> but it's, like, it feels very, like, fun and voyeuristic in the way that you can just, like, watch two friends, like, having fun. It doesn't feel like you guys are, um, like, putting on personalities for anyone. It's just, like, you and that's And that's, like, the most fun thing about it is just it's two friends, like, talking yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. I, I wish there were a kind of more i don't know female fighters kind of doing that or just more female fight fans because you know you have like joe rogan and his like fight companion and it's just like dudes talking about fighting but there's just something i don't know well, for, for, i think for us probably because we're girls it's just so cool to see you know just girls just hanging out drinking if they want to talking about people punching each other in the face talking about other things like it's yeah and, it's fun. and we've awesome. considered doing something like that in the past but again it's you know just a conversation at this point but yeah. i I just see there's so many like MMA things that are just so similar mm -hmm. and yeah. they're all so serious. And we're like, you know, like Jessica, just... what is your diet? Like, what is your morning routine? <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, what is your mindset? What do you have to tell yourself when you don't want to go for a run and go for a run? <laughs> when you're in the shower, <laughs> what are the thoughts that you're meditating? <laughs> it's like, do you take cold showers? Like, what? no. Like, oh my God, really? Do you really want to know that? No, like, no, no. No, no, no. But, no, not you specifically. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. All of these like really regimented, like specific questions i'm just like you know there's just there's something different and and it was it was very encouraging because it was so well received mm -hmm. it was um it, it's kind of shocking too we've we've you know looked at some of the comments and we're like no no <laughs> what <laughs> really you had that one you, okay okay 
we're on to something. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I think it's good to just see. Oh, I think it's good to just see um, different sides of people's personalities. I don't know because yeah. you just see like. Because people are very quick to impose whatever mm, image they have of you onto you. And then, you know, and then I feel like that's why a lot of people also get offended, especially in the comments and the fans, is that what they have this fantasy canon rules for you. And then you act based on your own set of rules because you are, you know, your own person. They get so mad that you're not fulfilling this narrative that they have. And they head. have to let you know. Yeah. They always have to like, let you know. This, this is my story you? and you're not sticking to it. It's like, okay, but I didn't know that. So and <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> I'm just I'm living my life. I'm so sorry you're offended by that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just fun to see people act, being themselves and just being silly. And like you said, like, not so serious and not answering this. I, it's so funny every time, this, whatever, this knock on all these journalists. But, you know, you see in like the media day questions, as you're, as you're saying, every fighter looks so bored and looks like they're just regurgitating the same sentences over and over and well, over because we're, and over. It's like we're asked the same thing. So right. I know what you're going to ask me before you ask. And I already have like my yeah. set answer. Yeah. So you need yeah. to just like set a time and then just have like all your stock answers and go, I'm going to come at 10 Here's a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> these yeah. are my points. This is what I'm going to say. Quote, here are all the quotes. I actually sent you all PDFs. I don't need to be here. You yeah, can't exactly. misquote me because you have verbatim what I want you to say. It's like, yeah, there have been some times early in my career where people have said something. I'm like, that's not what I said. <laughs> like, that's not even close. And that was sarcasm. You don't speak sarcasm and you just, okay, okay. Well, I think that's like when, <laughs> when Claudia recently said something about Andrade's like pile driver thing. And it was like, a, it was completely sarcastic. She was like, no, like, you shouldn't be able to do that because that's not a real move or something. She was like, obviously, like, yeah. obviously yeah. it's a joke. And someone was like, Claudia Gadelia doesn't, like, know about MMA or something. I was like, what is that? How, how do we get to that? So like, you, but if you watch the interview, you're like, oh, yeah, she's, like, clearly messing around. But yeah, you know, it's just funny how people take things out of context. Well, yeah. No, fighters aren't allowed to have personalities. Or that's, have fun. It's always fun. serious. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're two-dimensional, just, like punch punch kick kick they're not human beings you know with their own aspirations and dreams and um, can't imagine it must be so exhausting well it i mean it used to be but i again in my in my self-development stuff i've just learned to not take things yeah. personally and too seriously and just to you know the only person you can be is yourself like i know it's so cheesy but like literally no but it's <laughs> taken me i mean i'm 36 and i'm yeah. just figuring that yeah, out no, because totally. for such a long time i was just so like wrapped up and just felt like I couldn't be myself mm-hmm. and you know I mean it's taken me a few years but I finally figured out that you know I'm just yeah. and I feel like, like I'm like, okay to be myself it's fine there's a lot of things in life that like anchor us down I think that maybe we don't always realize are uh inhibiting us from being our true selves you know and there's a lot of excuses I think and easy easy justifications yeah. as to to why you're not doing something you know maybe it's for um your parents or somebody whoever you know um so yeah it does take a long time to kind of release yourself yeah. from, from those strings but yeah, and it's and it's practice and I mean when it happens it's okay it doesn't have to happen right now and then I I find just like you know I just keep discovering like different mm-hmm. layers of myself and then there's a little bit of you know an adjustment period with it I'm like okay you know it's okay <laughs> yeah. um, uh, speaking of parents like I, I'm always very curious with uh, people that are pioneers and like veterans in the sport you know doing this before anyone thought this could be done like what were your parents thoughts when you're like mom and dad this is what I want to do well my my parents like I'm I'm very lucky um my parents are supportive 
of me, even if they don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. Um, my mom has, my mom went to my first like amateur Muay Thai smoker fight and she was like screaming. I was like, Hey, you're never coming again. She's like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I love you, but I just don't want to watch. I'm like, I don't want to watch either. Like never come again. You're very distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she's, I mean, she's always, you know, been my, my, number one supporter. Um, my brother was super supportive and he was so supportive that, um, he was so excited about my, I think it was my second pro fight. He told my dad and my dad had told me, he's like, listen, you're doing jujitsu fine, but I don't want, you know, a daughter with cauliflower and a broken nose. <laughs> Sorry, dad. I've had my nose broken several times and I do have a little bit of cauliflower ear, but he still loves me. Um, <laughs> so he was like, I don't know why you're doing this, but you know, I just don't want to see you fight. Mm-hmm. You can do jujitsu, whatever, but I don't want to see you fight. And then my second, my second fight, my brother was like, dad, look, she's in, like, she's on the news. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so I have a daughter that's a fighter. <laughs> and he still, I mean, he still doesn't like it, right? He still is, you know, as supportive as he can be. I mean, it's, I've been in the sport for almost 14 years. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is he going to do about him now? Yeah. But, uh, it's understandable. Like, like you always say, it's like, you're you're their baby. It's like, they don't want, I don't know. Yeah. They don't want something to happen to well, you. Well, that's what um, Polina Granado said yesterday. You know, her mom was like, I spend your entire life protecting your face, and now you're getting punched. And yeah. Then, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, takes all kinds of parents for the loops. Um, you said you, you know, work with kids and, like, you train kids. and oh, Not anymore. Oh, not anymore. Not anymore. That's um, not for me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, what what I wanted, I guess, to ask is like, what would you kind of say to parents of kids that are getting involved in it now? Now that you've contributed so much to making it a possibility for a lot of young girls and you know boys too. To my my view on it is a little bit different because when I was, and this is years ago, but it was becoming a thing where people were you know taking their kids and homeschooling them and tri- like driving around to different gyms to be this like this fighter and. I was like, man, that's a lot of pressure on a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the same as like, you know, kids cultivating our parents cultivating their kids to be football players or baseball players yeah. or Olympic athletes. It's like it's a lot of pressure and and something like mixed martial arts and, and jujitsu, like it's a really fucking hard lifestyle. Like it's really hard. And I've been in it a long time and I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I love the path that that I followed, but it's a really hard life and I would I would just, you know, try not to put so much pressure on them because it's it's a really rough life and there's there's not a ton of success in it. Yeah. Um, I think people have a different idea of of what our lives actually are, as mm-hmm. we were talking about, and it's it's a rough life. And there's a lot of injuries and there's there's a lot of highs and lows. Um, I've had more lows. They've led to amazing learning experiences and I'm very thankful for all of those but it's rough um and I would I would say you know let your kids be kids and let them do what they want (laughs) I remember being at the gym and and you know parents would be like they need to spar and I'm like I'm not having a kid spar I'm sorry it's just they don't they don't need to it's like what they're eight yeah oh my god yeah (laughs) no I'm serious it's and kids get burnt out and they're just figuring themselves out and um it's it's hard on the body and I mean there's some amazingly impressive, you know, kids being cultivated and, um, who knows what's going to happen to them though. I mean, they may decide that they hated it. I know I ended up hating softball and soccer because my parents pushed me so mm-hmm. hard on it. So it's yeah. just, I, I think across the board, like whatever you want your kid to do, 
just let yeah. them let them be kids and let them figure it out. And they have to still be having some fun. You know, it's not worth getting brain damage. You know, if you're not if it's you're not, not having fun, like literally, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel. No, I mean that's like very accurate. There, there are like really hardcore physical replications of doing this. Yeah. Like I you mean, said, that, your nose and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've broken my hands like both hands yeah. like a couple of times. I've had to have knee surgery. I've like had to have nose reconstruction. Like it's just, it's not. I mean, it's not all you know, cool stuff yeah. all the time it's really rough and i've had yeah. to pull out of a lot of fights because of those injuries and i've like done training camps and fought through injuries and it's it's rough with uh your kind of longer layover layoff, my Lay- layoff. layoff. <laughs> oh same same but different yeah but they're only layoff um uh is that when you kind of started uh looking into commentating you know like you you do local shows and or yeah, how so did that I, I absolutely love that. It's funny because I went to, when I was going to Cal State Fullerton, I didn't know what I want to do. So I did communications and there was, you know, always helpful broadcasting yeah. aspect into it. Um, I was, I was so introverted and, and insecure and just like unsure of myself mm-hmm. that I knew I wanted to do that, but I couldn't say it out loud that that's what I really wanted to do. Cause it just was like, and it's like spotlight is on you. So if you, yeah, if you like, say whoa, you want to, if you whoa. say you want to do it, you better be ready. <laughs> like, yeah. And I wasn't ready. And it's it's amazing that through, you know, the the course of my career, I've had these opportunities, you know, to do interviews. And then I caught the eye of one of the producers for UFC Now. Mm-hmm. And that was that was years ago. And I've been on, you know, about 20 shows since then. And that was all in studio. And um, which is a whole game itself, you know. Yeah. And but it's fun because it's, it's a little bit safer. You know, right. they can, mm-hmm. you know edit, delete, all, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm doing live stuff. I, I have this opportunity to work with CFFC mm-hmm. and um, I'm actually getting ready to go next month uh, to Philadelphia for another show. Wow! And then after that, Atlantic City and after that, Virginia. And I, I absolutely love it. And it's, I feel like I'm, you know, starting up and fighting. It's that same excitement. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to go. Like, it's just, it's exciting. Is it fun to like, like, what is your preparation like? And like, how do you, um, it must be, I don't know, but it's kind of, I'm just yeah, thinking, I'm just just thinking like because a, it's kind of funny because normally you're like training and that you're training to go, to go to the arena, to go fight yourself, you know? And now you're, yeah. you're kind of not training, but no, but I take it way. like yeah. that too. I, I have to prepare. So I have to watch footage. Mm-hmm. I, you know, stalk their Instagrams. <laughs> I, you know, just try and, you know, humanize them because I again like what we were talking about like fighters aren't humans but Mm -hmm. we are of course and so I just want to get you know a good sense of them see their fighting style see this and that and I do post-fight interviews and then I have an opportunity to sit third seat um and do color commentary for the comedy in the main and it's so exciting like it really is so I do I do all my notes while I'm you know watching them fight I'm taking notes about Mm -hmm. key key moments that I want to ask them about um, and sometimes that all goes out the window because there's emotion or there's something, yeah. that, you know, and then, you know, before, before I go to the arena, I practice, you know, talking in front of the mirror because, oh. you know, I got to get it out there. Otherwise yeah. I'll you right. know, get stuck inside. You have to head. see your facial expressions. Yeah, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. And then, um, I'll go back and I'll watch myself and be like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why they keep letting me do this, but I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe one day someone's going to realize like, what's that girl doing over there? Like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, you're on to me. <laughs> 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 That's oh really God. funny. Uh, another thing I've been trying to work. 
Just another thing I want to. I know. I don't know. Today I'm just. It's Jessica Penny. She came to sit here to ask questions. <laughs> um, you mentioned off uh, before we were recording that you have horses here. How long have you been riding horses? How long have you had horses? It's like um, so. That again was just like kind of one of those like universal gifts. Um, I I went down and I was volunteering at a rescue uh, with my friend Kat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a rescue down by by the border, and they have a bunch of horses and farm animals. And my one of my old coaches, his name is Alex. He was going through um through something, and he was doing equine therapy mm-hmm. as part oh, of his rehabilitation. Yeah. And one of the farriers at the ranch that he was at said that they needed to place three horses, three mares. They were extremely bonded. They needed to go together. The owner couldn't have them anymore for, you know, various reasons. Um, and so he contacted me to see if the rescue would take them while well, it was out of the zone. And he's like, you know, they don't necessarily belong in a rescue. You know, they need a good home, but it's, you know, three is a lot. And at the time there was a horse trainer down there who would come and worked with the horses. And um, I had mentioned it to him and he's like, well, I'm looking to, you know, start my own company so I could help you. Let's go check Everything them out. Everything is aligning. Yeah. yeah. And so we went. And got the horses, and the guy ended up being a scumbag, so he told him to kick rocks, and I have horses now. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) my mom grew up with horses. Like, I always call her and, you know, ask her. She's like, so what do I do? I'm like, there, what is, I don't know. But I do better when I just figure things out, Mm -hmm. and I go along, and I have, um, I have a good relationship with the guy that lives on the property next to the rescue. So he's helping me with them and, you know, he boards them for me. And it's an absolutely amazing place to have horses. I mean, I can ride down to the beach in Imperial, so beautiful. gallop them on the beach next to the waves. And then there's, you know, Whoa. I think it's Rosarito's right next door. I can literally go up to the chain link fence and like amazing. high five somebody in Mexico. It's pretty cool. This is it's like really the awesome. Jessica Penne like romance novel. <laughs> she gallops <laughs> her horse. All right, long hair and blowing in the just, wind. Oh, you're gonna have a lover in Mexico that you only see through the fence. Only see through the fence. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is That's that is beautiful. so cool. That's like I, I have like a very good family friend who loves horses, and so I love I would ride them when I was younger, but I haven't ridden one like ages. But they're so beautiful. And our our Airbnb host, his daughter, rides horses. <laughs> it's been a horse weekend. For us, weirdly <laughs> nice, enough, like, nice. yeah. That's yeah, so we're, cool. we're asking him, you know, like if you're still doing it or like where she's doing it here. It makes sense because there's a lot of space compared to anywhere else. And damn, Jessica, you're so cool. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm just like, <laughs> can't keep it together. <laughs> Did you move to San Diego uh, after you graduated school? No, I've been down here for about three years and it was just to move down to Alliance. So I moved down to Chula Vista. I live like a mile from the gym. Where were we living before? Uh, Orange County, Huntington Beach. Oh, oh, yeah. not a bad place. It's way better than San Diego, though. I keep having like, everybody's like, San Diego is so awesome. I'm like, yeah, but it's not Orange County. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. No, it really is growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent like a couple years just, you know, in my little hermit cave. Yeah. And I refused to like enjoy San Diego mm-hmm. because, you know, I had to be loyal to Orange County. <laughs> and now I'm like... This is what I've been missing. Okay, good job, girl. And now you can get on a horse and also... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's just... Do you, you go on, like, sunset rides? Yeah, except it's not as romantic as you think. There's a lot of mosquitoes. Uh, it gets cold. And, yeah, it's... Well, we have all these, like, funny tangential, like, tangential ideas related to the podcast. It's, like, funny thing. So um, we might have to, like, make some... <laughs> Revisit some. Re- revisit some because well, it's like one a- of them is called MMA High School. That would just be based on a lot of the personalities of like people in 
MMA, but you uh-huh. know, but there, it's all like high school students. Uh-huh. And so now perhaps we shall add an equine club. Yes. <laughs> so Jessica, you're going to be at MMA high school and you're going to be like the girls with the horses. Perfect. I mean, and be a very cute dog. What is your dog's name? Uh, her name is Estrella. Oh. She yeah. just like opens her eyes and like, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me unless you're going to rub my belly. Yeah. She's like, mm, back to sleep. But, um, <laughs> so how have you liked training at Alliance? Um, it seems like such a rare opportunity to have so many um, women, I think, in one place. So many so many high-level women in one yeah. place. Yeah. it's It's been different than any other gym that I've been at. It's um, – I – I'm so thankful for being there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I, I've been to a lot of amazing gyms and I've had like the good fortune to train with a lot of different people and under coaches and, um, Alliance is just very different. Eric Del Fiero, he's the head coach down there and he's just, um, he's part of the reason that I, you know, set on this, this journey of like, you know, personal healing, mm-hmm. like yeah. healing and stuff like that. So I'm glad that I was, you know, led down this way and, and the people at the gym are a type of family that I've never, you know, had before and always wanted, you know, you want your, your teammates, these people that, you know, beat up and you know, go through all these emotional roller coasters with like those, like they're really my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're You're just, spending such intimate time with them and for yeah. so long. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's been pretty cool. It's, um, and again, you know, being there and, and getting to work on myself now, I'm discovering like a whole new like level of you know, the, the interactions mm-hmm. and relationships with everyone down there. So it's been pretty cool. It's so funny how you can become friends with um, somebody over like a comp, like I'm just thinking about us and many other friends that I have, but it's like you, we became friends initially because we're both in film school, but then you find these other kind of um, little niche layers to, to your friendship, you know, and yeah. you start to things that you maybe like didn't initially realize or weren't initially reasons why you became friends with that person, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of cool to connect with, with people on, on different levels and just Definitely. see, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure like, it's really nice to have people where you could tell them like, Hey, listen, I'm not really feeling this right now. And they're like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Mike Safai on, um, a few weeks, months ago. Well, I don't oh my know. God. Yeah. It's been months now. <laughs> um, and he said how important it is, you know, to really trust the people that you have in your corner, but literally you know, during the fight, because, and even during training, because it's again, like you're being punched in the face, you're being assaulted legally. Yeah. yeah. And these people have to be on the periphery and see, like, they will see the things that you perhaps won't see being on the inside of the fight. Like if something is hurting you a little bit too much, you know, and your instinct is to power through, but like, no, 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 listen, you got to calm down. You got to taper. Like, yeah, it's really important. And the only way you get through that kind of closeness is like, honesty, communication, vulnerability, yeah. and, and that time, you know, it's, um, and it hasn't always been easy because I haven't always been able to allow myself that mm-hmm. connection. So being at Alliance, I've actually been able to like, really like lean into that. And that's awesome that you have someone like Eric who is open because oftentimes you don't, I don't know, there are a lot of coaches who are good at maybe telling you how to do something, but not always good on the emotional level and understanding you on that. Other, yeah. Which is you know. like super important. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm very lucky to have Eric and I was very lucky earlier in my career to have Mark Munoz, who is an absolute freaking angel. Like I said, I've been having panic attacks throughout my career and he would, without knowing what it was or what was going on, he was, he was my rock in the gym. Him and my teammate Raja Shippen were just like always there and like super supportive and loving and like patient with it. And they didn't know like why but, yeah, or yeah. what was happening. And then I go down, you know, to to Eric and he's like, all right, this is not, 
this is not normal. We need to fix this. Like we yeah. need to figure this out. So I wonder if kind of the influx of women into the sport has been opening up coaches eyes to like, because men also deal with a lot of emotions, I'm sure, especially male fighters. And you, you know, like, a you said for you, it was like, Oh, you're a fighter. You have to be strong. You can't show weakness. And then like for men, it's like a, another layer. Like you are men, you're not allowed to show emotion or weakness ever. And I'm sure there's been a lot of fighters all since, you know, MMA was created who are dealing with things and no one wanted to listen to them when they couldn't share it. And I wonder if, like I said, influx of women has helping people kind of open up to the fact that if you want to be the best, if you want to be a champion, if you want to be anything, like you got to have your shit together on the physical side and then also in your head. And like, you can't be ignoring, like you're not, if your hand hurts, you're not going to ignore that. You're going to go get, get it checked out. So like, why are we ignoring? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a very old school mentality, Mm -hmm. you know, again, suck it up. Don't be a yeah. baby kind of thing. But there's just something a lot deeper and, and more severe that, you know, is underlying if, you know, these things keep repeatedly happening. Everybody has a bad day. When a bad day lasts. For, yeah. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It always seems like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, um yeah, it's really important. And again, we're a really young sport, even though, you know, it it seems like forever. It really hasn't been in the grand scheme of things. So it's, I know that that stuff will develop and the only way it's going to develop is, you know, communication, just being people talking and honest. Yeah. It's so crazy. Cause I always think like how the UFC got started basically when we were born. And so we are like (laughs) the age, we're like a person, um, who's like the age of the UFC. Yeah. And so it's always good. I think sometimes, well, it's really helpful for me at least to compare, (laughs) to look at the peers that are our age. And, and I look at, other 25 year olds that I'm like you're 25 this like organization on this sort of like scale is also only this age (laughs) it's not going to be as mature as maybe I'm hoping it's going to be at some at times so um, it's an interesting way to look at things and just like you said the sport is young and it's growing and things are going to evolve but it's going to take time happy that it's happening right now at a time where people are more inclined to be open which yeah And and it takes people like doing what you did and and talking so openly about it and just saying like, this is what I'm going through, you know, and it takes these big moments, I think. Um, and hopefully eventually we'll get to a point where people can just look at a fighter and understand that they're a multifaceted human being and not just some one dimensional robot. Um, they're just like always paving the way, like first woman to find them. (laughs) (laughs) Like so many firsts. And I'll take that. I'll take that. I love it. (laughs) Um, if you wouldn't mind telling people, um, what you have, you know, coming, in the next couple months where they can find you that, that sort of thing, what you're looking forward to, what you're Um, excited about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am really looking forward to, um, doing behind the scenes interviews and color commentary for CFFC, which is coming up next month. And then, uh, again in November, um, I am still healing my ankle. I'm still working through some roadblocks. Um, and I don't have anything set to fight anytime soon, but I hope to, um, I just have to, you know, listen to myself and keep working on myself. And um, I'm on, you know, Instagram, Facebook. I really never go on, but I have a profile. Um, Twitter, I have a profile. I don't really go on. But. That's, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, as long as you're just there, like, that's that's half the battle. Yeah. And then watch Two Straws, of course. People two Straws, yeah. Wow. Jessica, you're so great. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Sorry. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Um, <laughs> everyone, check her out. Yeah, and... See Come you. on, it's Jessica Penning. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cage Free Chips. 
If you want to know more about us, want to be our next guest, or just want to holler, slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at CageFreeChicks, C-H-I-X. Also, please download, share, and leave us a review on iTunes or any of our other platforms. Until next time.